Okay, so yesterday we asked a lot of questions about the um, the beginning of the Shikhtorah portion where it's the end of Yosef's um, two years in prison, Paro was dreaming, and we wanted to know why it says an end of two years when he was really in prison for 12 years. We wanted to know um, uh, what the connection is between Yosef's dream, uh, between the Paro's dream and Yosef. Uh, being let out of prison. Why does it say two years in one word? Why does it say that um, Pari is standing on top of the river when Pari seems to be only a recipient of the river? And although Pari um, campaigned as the creator of the river, but this was a dream that God was throwing him from heaven, so why does the Torah phrase it as him being above the river? So to understand all this, Oh, oh, yes, why is it the word days? Very good, yourself. Yes, why? It says it's two years, and then it says two years, two years of days. Why say the word days? Very good. So, understand all this. We started talking about the word mikates. And we said there are mikates, which is usually translated as end, um, has two kind connotations. There's one that comes from the side of holiness, from the right side, which right in general in Kabbalah and Chassidus is revelation, and one that comes from the left side. The end of two years means the end of Torah study. A person is, is, is not engaging in Torah the way he should be. And, um, and so the, the Torah has ended for them. That's a negative thing. Then there is also another positive translation of Miketz. Uh, the Rizal says, Ketz Hayamin, the end that comes from the right side. What's the end that comes from the right side? The end that comes from the right side is the end of darkness. Sam Hashem said there will, there will be an end to darkness. And uh, there's a time Hashem decreed how long the um, world will have to endure darkness. So um, so that's the Kates, that's a positive Kates that Hashem brought to the world. And Hashem says that as long as the Yetzirah, the evil inclination is in the world, there will be evil in the world. But once the eight Sahara is removed, there will be no, no, long, no longer be darkness. So, so when it says over here, Kates, this is referring to the, uh, the, the Kates, the end of Yosef's imprisonment. And so it's a good, that's a good thing. Um, in the Bracious Rabbah, it says this, Hashem gave a set time to Yosef how long he will be in darkness in prison. Once that time came, Immediately, Paro has the dream until Yosef is freed and Yosef goes out to reign over Egypt. So you need to understand every time there are two translations of one verse that are connected to each other, what's the connection between um, Kate's in the negative sense with Kate's in the positive sense? Kate's being the end of the two years, end of Torah study, with Kate's. Um, in the positive sense, the end of darkness. And in the negative sense, the left side, the means... Kate's uh, coming from the left side means the end of... I, I'm going to say this. Why is the Torah compared to two years? The Torah is compared to two years because um, it says in the Talmud that... Um, to the Torah says that... Uh, the Torah says about itself, Hashem, that Hashem calls the Torah His delight. And Hashem says, it's my delight day by day. And the Gemara says that the world that before the world existed, two thousand years before the world existed, 
on the Torah existed. So the kates of the ne- of the negative means that there's an end of two years, there's an end of Torah study, which is, which is which predates the world by two thousand years. The two years represent the two thousand years that the Torah existed before the world, which, as it says elsewhere, doesn't literally mean in time. It means that the um, the Torah is above creation. Um, why is why is the word two thousand used? It's a bit of a different subject, but just briefly, um, uh, the word two thousand Hebrew means to study. Alpine, which is two thousand, comes from the word ulfano, which means to study. So there is the source for creation, which is the six divine attributes of Hashem's emotion, so to speak. Kindness is a source of light, the source of water, all that was created on Sunday. And Gevura, Hashem's judgment, restraint, um, is a source of everything created on Monday. And each day of creation has a um, another divine energy in it, respectively, respective energy for the six days of creation. Each day has a different kind of energy. But emotions in general are just the way we relate to others. To intellectually process something, sometimes it helps to bounce it off of someone, but just to think about something, you don't need anyone around you to think. To feel, feelings are always related to others. So Hashem's, so to speak, emotional attributes, they're about Hashem relating to creation. But Hashem's wisdom is beyond creation. So we say that so when the Talmud says the Torah existed 2,000 years before the world existed, what it means is that the world is only coming from the emotions, sheishas yamim, it's only coming from the six midis of, of emotions, but the Torah is from higher, the Torah is from Hashem, so to speak, wisdom and intellect, which is beyond creation, which has nothing to do with creation. So the end of two years, getting back there, so the end of two years means the end of Torah, which is a negative thing, coming from the left side, Person's not learning Torah the way he's meant to. That's Kate's Hayamin. Kate's coming from the small, coming from the left. Then there is a Kate's, there is an end that comes from the right. That comes, that's a positive Kate's. The end of the Eight Sahara, the end of darkness, the end of Yosef's imprisonment. That's Kate's in the positive sense. So the Rebbe's question is what is the relationship between these two explanations? Whenever there are two explanations of one verse, they're always related to each other. How do these two explanations relate to each other? Yeah? Make sense? Okay, let's go to Eis Gimel. Uh, Eis Gimel, line 25, page 3, or page Zion, uh, page 7, depending on your PDF. <coughs> Understand this by first prefacing what the Tzemach Tzedek says, that the whole purpose of why the Jewish people, why Yosef descended to Egypt, is in order to make the exile easier for us. And it's not like the way things appear. It seems like there was a Chad Gadya. One event, another event. And the Yosef's, Yosef getting the multicolored uh, coat, that's what led to the, all the problems the Jewish people and eventually going into exile. That's what it looks like on the surface. But the truth is that Yosef's descent to Egypt actually made the exile easier for us. Although externally, practically, it was Yosef who brought the Jewish people to Egypt. However, that was not the reason he, he went to Egypt. 
Even without Yosef being there, we would have gone to Egypt. Next page, Razal, as the Talmud says, The Talmud says that Yaakov would have had to have been brought to Egypt in chains because that was the plan. But Yaakov had a merit, and because of his merit, he wasn't brought to Egypt in chains. Um, but instead, Allah, on the contrary, that uh, Yosef, Yosef brought uh, Yaakov to Egypt in great honor. Um, so it seems like Yosef's sale to Egypt was the cause of the exile. That's only externally. But if you look at the story from a deeper perspective, they were going to go to Egypt anyways. And the Yosef's going to Egypt actually made things easier. I may have shared this with you, but there was a... Never forget this. I was at this um, uh, engagement party, and uh, this guy was talking about how um, his sister, Ahmad al-Islam, was killed in a car accident. And right before the car accident, um, the Rebbe given them instruction to, to go back to South Africa, and that's where she had the accident. So, so, the, um, so the brother who was saying the story... He, he wasn't. What, what, what would you hear in the story? The Rebbe said to go back, and that's where they had the accident. That wasn't his take on it. It was such a blessing that the Rebbe sent them back to South Africa, despite the tragedy. Because in South Africa they had a whole um, support unit. They were they were supported by their by their extended family in South Africa. Had the tragedy happened in New York, it would have been, tra- it would have been, would have been a whole different kind of tragedy. It would have been it would have been. Worse in so many different um, with so many different aspects. So he looked at this at this from a deeper perspective. He wasn't like, oh, we went here. That's why that's where the car accident happened. The car accident, wherever she would have passed away, would have happened anyways. It's on the contrary. The Rebbe sent him back to South Africa, so it should happen in an easier way. That was his perspective. So similar thing we're saying over here on the surface. How did they get to Egypt? They got to Egypt because Yosef brought them to Egypt. No, they would have gone to Egypt anyways. That's the deeper perspective. Yosef going to Egypt made it easier for them. Not only did he make the exile easier, but more, he it's because of Yosef he, that we were empowered to eventually be liberated from Egypt. How did this happen? Because Yosef elevated the divine sparks that were in Egypt. This is the meaning of the verse. Yosef gathered all the money that was in Egypt and in the land of Israel. The Talmud explains that all the silver and gold in the world, Yosef gathered and brought it to Egypt. And Yosef actually um, hid three treasures in Egypt. And one was revealed to Korach, one was revealed to Antoninus, and one is will be revealed when Mashiach comes. But there are three treasures of all the money in the world that Yosef hid then. And when the Jewish people emerged from Egypt, they took the treasures with them. As the Torah says, they, t- they took out all of the um, divine sparks out of Egypt. That's also the meaning of the verse. They went out of Egypt with a mixed multitude of people. On the surface, the Torah is referring to the Egyptians who wanted to join them. But according to Hasidus, this is referring to the Koyal Reish Beznitzutzis. Erev Rav 
The word Rav is numerically equivalent to 202. When Hashem created the world, it says there was a spirit of Hashem hovering over the waters. The word Merachefes, which means to hover all over, could also be read Rapach Mes. 288 died. This is referring to the 288 sparks of the world of chaos that left their vessels and were scattered to, uh, throughout creation, throughout the world, to, to animate all of creation. And these 288 sparks have to be elevated to bring Mashiach. So of those 288 sparks, 202 sparks were already taken care of in the exile in Egypt. Uh, this was the most difficult exile. And that's why most of the sparks were elevated then. But not only was, was Egypt the hardest exile, Egypt was the first exile and the source of all exiles. And it says that the four exiles, um, the, the Babylonian exile, the Median exile, the Greek exile, and the Edomite exile, correspond to the four letters of God's name. And the uh, Egypt corresponds to the, um, the Yud, of Hashem's name, which the, the tip of the Yud includes within it the energy of all the f- subsequent four letters of Hashem's name. And that's why when the Talmud lists the exiles, it doesn't list Egypt as an exile. It says Babylonia, the Median exile, the, the Greek exile, the Edomian exile, doesn't mention Egypt. Why? Because it's the source of all exiles. So if Yosef empowered us to elevate the sparks of Egypt and subsequently to be liberated from Egypt, in that liberation we also have the power, we were then given then the power to be liberated from all subsequent exiles, including the present exile, to bring Mashiach. Yosef empowered the Jewish people, not just leave Egypt, but Egypt's the source of all exiles. He empowered the Jewish people forever to be able to emerge out of all exiles, to bring Mashiach. Although there were 86 sparks that were not yet refined, but because of the 202 that were refined, that they, they were liberated, that empowers us throughout the subsequent hist- our subsequent history to liberate other sparks. There's another meaning of Yosef gathering the money. The word money, kesef, comes from the word yearn. Like the, like the verse says, he, to, to yearn, to be close to. So Yosef gathered the money also means that Yosef gathered the power of love for the Jewish people, that every single Jew throughout the exile should be able to love Hashem, to yearn for Hashem. Yosef gathered the money, Yosef gathered this power to yearn for Hashem, and he bequeathed it to every single Jew throughout the exile. Next page. And why was this all done through Yosef? Because Yosef was higher than all of the other tribes. 
How is Yosef higher than all, all of his brothers? What this means is, it's known the difference between Yosef and his brothers. And how Yosef not only, not only surpassed his brothers, but even he surpassed the patriarchs, Patriarchs, because the brothers of Yosef, in order to maintain their service of Hashem, they had to be in a state of solitude. So that things of this world should not disturb them. So the reason why our patriarchs and Yosef's brothers chose as their profession of choice was to be a shepherd was because it needed to be shepherds in order to maintain their service of Hashem. They couldn't keep their mojo if they would get involved in the world. They had in order to keep their service of Hashem intact, they had to be, uh, 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 they had to be insulated, they had to be shepherds. However, Yosef was different. Yosef was at the highest level of attachment to godliness, and therefore he was able to be the ruler over Egypt, and to provide food for everyone in the world, and as Parah told Yosef, no man shall lift his hand or foot without talking to you. So Yosef is involved in everything. And as the Torah says, that Yosef came home to do his work. What was his work? The work of Egypt. What was the work of Egypt? Erevasa'aretz, the abomination of the world. Yosef is involved in the lowest possible things. saying all of this did not disturb him from his service of Hashem. Because all matters of this world did not mean anything at all to Yosef, despite the fact that he was very involved with them. But he wasn't possessed by them. He was involved and he was involved in everything, and the lowest possible things that he had to govern and take care of and make sure it was done the right way, and yet he wasn't affected all, by all this. Why wasn't he affected by all of this? Because he was in a higher level of, of vehicles, a higher level of attachment to Hashem than even our patriarchs. Look at the member of the Rebbe Marash, um, and you'll see amazing things about this. The general theme is this. The service of Hashem of Yosef was in a tranquil way. Because the service of Hashem was not in a way of a war to fight against that which, which, is, which is the opposite of holiness. Rather, his service of Hashem was within, was in the level of tranquility. That's why he was able to affect the redemption from Egypt and the subsequent redemption from this exile. What will happen? Mashiach will come. There will be the perfection of tranquility. In the time of even, even in the time of King Solomon, the Torah says that there was a state of peace in the world. So how much more some Mashiach will come, will there be even greater level of peace? So that was a kind of service of Hashem that Yosef embodied. As the Mitla Rebbe explains in his Maimer, that what's unique about Shlomo and how he's different to David, is that David achieved peace through war, but he had to fight against the war, fight against the opposite of holiness. However, uh, uh, Shlomo Melech, his service of Hashem was in a peaceful way, and the Mashiach will come with even a higher level of peace. 
where not only will there not be an opposition, but the opposition itself, the darkness itself, will be transformed to light. Um, just briefly, we, we learned about this before, that you could serve Hashem where you're trying to convey to the lower parts of yourself, your animal soul, the goodness of Hashem. As we say in Halal, Halal Hashem Kol Goyim, you want your Goy, you want the lowest part of you to also recognize Hashem's goodness. But then there, and you're, you're, you're grappling with, with a formidable opponent because your animal soul is not into this stuff. You have to convey the Hashem's goodness and truth to, a, to someone who isn't that interested. That's one kind of, that's a battle. But then there is a service of Hashem where you're just, you're just shining a light and the light itself is affecting the darkness. Like when you study Torah, it's not, it's not, you're not engaging with your animal soul, just, just, just shining a light. Or when you reveal the deepest part of your soul, the level of Yechida, at that level there's, there's no opposition. There's, not, there's no similar kind of attachment that exists in the world, like the attachment of a Jew to Hashem, and therefore when, that, when that's revealed, there is, um, there is no opposition. Okay, so, so now that we explained why Yosef was the one who um, made the, the exile easier and why he empowered us to not just endure this exile, but to be liberated from it, um, now we'll understand the answer to our questions about the, the word kates, how kates means a negative thing and kates means a positive thing, it means the end of Torah study, it means the end of darkness, which one is it? It seems like two opposite explanations. So one explanation is that Hashem made a time for darkness. How long the world should be in a state of darkness and then we'll leave darkness and go to light. Another explanation that Hashem put a time for Yosef, how long he should be in prison. At the end of this time he will leave the prison. What's the connection between the time for darkness in the world and the time of darkness of Yosef in prison? connection is while Yosef was in prison, Paul Yosef closing the Berurim, Yosef affected a a he 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 extracted the sparks from darkness by days of Paul in the case of Mechishah. By Yosef being in prison, he actually brought out all the holy sparks of Hashem from captivity, and that empowered the Jewish people to later leave leave the exile for the. And of all darkness. His being in prison at that time, he elevated the sparks of Hashem, and that later caused the, um, that later caused the exodus from Egypt, and, and also causes the exodus from our, 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 our exile. And this is also the connection. This is also empowers every single Jew. Because every Jew is called by the name of Yosef. As the Torah says, Hashem led Yosef, like sheep, referring to how Hashem led the Jewish people, so we're called Yosef, by the service of the Jewish people during the time of the exile. Just the fact that the soul is in a body is already like a prison. As a previous Rebbe said in his discourse, after he left prison, 
of just being in a body is like is, is like a prison. So by every Jew being in exile, and just the fact that you're, you're alive means you're in exile. So by a Jew serving Hashem in his exile, that's how he causes there to be the end of darkness. This also explains the two meanings of the word mikates. Either it means ketzayamin. It's talking about the end of the days, end of Torah study. Or it's talking about the, the end in a good way, the end of darkness. Or to cause the, the kates in the positive sense, the, the holy sense, that there's an end of darkness. How do we get there? We have to elevate the negative, we have to elevate the left side. Similar to what it says about the Hanukkah menorah, that the menorah has to be burning until all people leave the marketplace. Which, we all, as we learned in the last discourse, doesn't mean only the time how the menorah is supposed to be lit until the time people leave the marketplace, but more that the, the power of the menorah is to elevate um, even people who are in a state of rebellion, in the state that the marketplace represents a place of confusion, a place of fragmentation, where there seems to be many forces, many, many different masters. So the Hanukkah Menorah has a power to um, elevate the marketplace and those who are in a state of rebellion because of the confusion in the world. And to elevate the left foot, which is in the left kates. So how do we, how do we come to the time of Mashiach it's specifically by being in the exile. The g- redemption is created from the exile. So just like Yosef, him being in prison caused the end of the, causes the end of darkness. So to every Jew being in exile and dealing with what they have to, every, every Jew has to deal with, it's not, a, it's not just like a prison sentence and then something else happens and we're freed. It's the redemption and the liberation of the, of the exile, the ketayamin, the positive kates, the, the end of darkness is created by... The, being in the state of goals, being in the state of confusion, and 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 and, and getting it right. So, us, each one of us, in our own challenges, it's not like we're in a state of challenge for no reason. That's Hashem is creating Mashiach. Just like Yosef, imagine Yosef is in prison. That's how Hashem creates Mashiach through him being in prison. Good so news. too, yeah. Yeah. Good news. So I mean, this is a far fetched, but I don't think so. Does that mean that uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran? This is the Davidic phase. Of, uh, the process that we're going through right now. I, I think it's a lot faster than that. I think we've been through a lot already, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, each generation has to. But but the Rebbe said all, all has to happen. It's happened already. So yeah. it's certainly that if every moment that we're in exile is for a purpose and yeah. it must be adding something, but we shouldn't say that it's logical that things should continue. Right. That, that, that that's not logical. Logical should happen a long time ago. But 100% that, that whatever's happening is for sure about Mashiach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, at, we're in both Kate's case case now? Are we discussing? Yeah, we're both Kate's. We're Kate. discussing we have both here, the good and the... Yeah, that we go through the negative to get to the positive. Wow. We get, we get to go through the Kate's of the negative, and that's how we create the positive one. Right? Chayin wow. Lerach.